0: Everybody, and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. If you haven't already, follow us on Instagram at all.pacers for all your daily Pacers news and content and join our great community of fans that we have there. As always, I am Jeremy and I'm joined by Jack and Breezy. What's up, guys? What
1: up? Yo, 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 fellas, check it out. Where were you on March 14th, 1997? <laughs>
2: No
0: idea. I will never know when you ask me that question.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, if you're like me, you were at the Bojangles Coliseum in Charlotte, North Carolina (laughs) for the first round of the NCAA tournament. Now, why are we in Charlotte today? Well, it's because our dear old friend Austin Crozier was at Providence University still on this fateful day, first round of the tournament against Marquette. He led Providence to an 81-59 win before they eventually went on to the Elite Eight, lost to uh, the Arizona Wildcats, led by Mike Bibby, who won the title that year. Oh. Anyways, though, but in this game, Austin Crozier, 39 points. Wow. Wow. 39 points in a, in a college game, mind you, so only a 40-minute game. 39 points. Uh shot 10 for 16 15 of 15 at the foul line also threw in six boards austin crozier then went on to get picked number 12 in the 97 draft by the mighty mighty
2: pacers and that is quite likely the last time you'll ever hear about austin crozier on this podcast doubt it you you think you think we'll talk about him more (laughs)
1: oh for sure we'll bring him up again i mean we're gonna have to bring him up again when we do our Best Pacers by Jersey Number Podcast.
2: Oh yeah, the <laughs> we've definitely been planning that. Hey, although Austin crozier in ninety nine two thousand season averaged ten point three points a game and six point four rebounds a game, and then the next season averaged ten point one points per game and four point eight rebounds per game.
0: Look at that! You already brought him up again.
2: Oh, after this podcast, we probably won't ever talk about him. Uh, we'll talk about him a lot about on this that. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure Austin has plenty more that we could fill time with. Plenty more stats.
0: We've got some uh, great stuff coming up for you guys, but first, as you all know, we love our fans. We're all about fans here, and we've got some shout-outs for you.
2: Ooh, we do have some shout-outs. So if you were one of these fans who left us a, re- a review, first of all, and then sent it to me on Instagram, like screenshotted it, then uh, I wrote it down. If you didn't send me a screenshot or you didn't like write anything with your review, I won't know if you reviewed. So just anyone listening who hasn't left a review yet— Make sure you screenshot and send it to us. We want to give you a shout-out on this pod. So we got some right here for you. So if you hear your name, <laughs> I stand do that up. every time. Yeah, don't <laughs> stand up or stand up. It doesn't matter. All right. Number one, we got Colby Murray, 260. Dyson, rumbly wind 53. Oh, that's a good one. There are 52 rumbly winds before them. So they had to pick 53. It's a common name. Grant Wicked. We have official Indiana Strange 81 wonder if they named 81 after Andre Johnson from the Colts.
0: Oh, yeah. We had him for a hot minute.
2: <laughs> Who else wore 81 for the Colts?
0: Probably nobody. did that guy just
2: caught a touchdown?
0: Peyton Manning in the mirror.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. We could wrap up the podcast there. That was great. Um, Will Sevidal, Henry H22, Christian Beal, and I just wanted to give another special shout-out to Gypsy Moon Dancer from last <laughs> week. <laughs>
0: Uh, rumbly Wind, giving Gypsy Moondancer a run for the money Honestly, on names. That's yeah, a good that's, name.
2: Those are Hall of Fame names for the All Pacers pod. But yeah, shout out to you guys. If you want to hear a shout out for your name and you haven't left a review yet, just leave a review. Send us a screenshot on Instagram or Twitter, which we'll be announcing pretty soon. I
0: think you just announced it.
2: Well, I, well, I guess since it's out on the <laughs> wavelength, we have a Twitter that's not really running yet. So <laughs> you can go follow all.pacers on Twitter.
0: But it is there on Twitter.
2: It is. I didn't want to announce it yet because it exists, it's not running. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks for forcing me to talk about it more. You, you brought it up. <laughs> All pasters on Twitter. Follow it now. There won't be any content yet. But eventually, yes, there will be. All
0: right. If you want to. That was very forceful, Jack.
2: <laughs> <laughs> follow it now. No, you must follow. But really, follow it now. Yeah.
0: So for our longtime listeners that go back a whole month. Four episodes. <laughs> Uh, you'll remember a few weeks ago we did a uh, build your own, build a team around Victor Oladipo. So
2: right, which I won. Eh, we'll see unanimously.
0: So just for those who don't know, we uh, took a Pacers player. In that case, it was Victor Oladipo, and then we tried to fill in the positions around him with players we think would make them succeed to their fullest potential. So we're gonna be bringing that back every once in a while throughout the year. And uh, today we're gonna do it with uh, Demontis Sabonis.
2: Domas,
0: Everybody's favorite center.
2: Yeah. Well, maybe.
0: Everybody's favorite son of a former Russian player that was very
2: good. Hall of Fame Russian player that was very good. Who came into the league in his 30s. I think we can all
0: say he's specifically that favorite player for everybody. I think so,
2: too. (laughs) (laughs) Favorite center on the Pacers, though? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, For me, yes. Yeah. Not unanimous. I mean...
0: Goga's creeping up on him.
2: Okay. Also, Miles Turner—he's fallen back from him. Dang, I do like Miles though. Yeah, we love Miles here.
0: So the rules for this are: you get Domantas Sabonis in his position, so as a center, and then you have to fill in the rest of the spots. Uh, You can't go over the salary cap, which is 109 million,
2: 109.2 million. Let me clear that up because I'm at 109.1.
0: You are the salary cap wizard.
2: (laughs) We all know that. Uh, This time we actually actually
0: added uh, a bench, so it's a little bit more fun on the back end of this. Also, no current pacers allowed, as well as, hopefully, in our starting lineups, we have no more than two All-Stars, Yeah, which I think we both did.
2: Yeah, and let me let me just uh, let it be known that I'm really mad that you made rules for this. I really wanted this to be like a Lord of the Flies scenario, where there's no rules, All we right, do let whatever me, we want. Let
0: me clarify, I got this rules text after I had finished my team, <laughs> and luckily it just... <laughs> fit into all the Yeah, rules. who
2: makes rules for games like this? That's stupid. Anyway. Alright, Jack,
0: do you want to go first?
2: Yeah, I'd love to go. Well, should we alternate or?
0: I feel like I go first all the time.
2: Okay, so why don't you just go first? And
0: I want to be a nice guy. Okay, I'll go first.
2: <laughs> I'll do my guards and then you do your guards, cool? Yeah. Because I think when we did our all-decade teams, that went prime. So, I'm going to name a guard, I'm going to give you a little bit of a hint, and then I'm going to give you the salary, and you have to try to guess who they are, okay? Okay. Austin, feel free to jump in too. Guys, my starting point guard, this is my second cheapest player behind Sabonis, who I wrote Sabonis down at 3.5 million. Is that what you did? Yes. Because you counted this year. Okay. I didn't know if we were going to average it out or not. That wouldn't make sense, though. So, Sabonis, I have at 3.5 million, but my starting guard is making 8.7 million this year. He's young, athletic, playmaker, and can hit shots. This year, he's shooting over 40% from three. Uh, Lou Williams. No, I said young guard. Oh, Austin, you got a guess? Mm, Jamal Murray. No, Th- it- <laughs> does he make $8.7 around that?
0: He just got I think a he new- makes f- like five this year, but it's really 29 next year. He got Whoa. A new
2: deal, yeah. Okay, I thought he was making a lot more than five this year. All right, no, my point guard is Jason, aka Ja Morant. I don't know if his first name is Jason but Ja Morant. Nice. Yeah, so that's my point guard at $8.7 this year, which is a lot for a rookie. I didn't know rookies made that year, especially their first two pick. Like, I thought yeah. it'd still be around $5 million, No, it's but... high. So Zion's probably making like 10 I think he's 9 Jeez, man. Okay.
0: Maybe I'm the salary wizard.
2: <laughs> yeah, maybe you are. I'll give you my hat that I'm wearing. I'm wearing a top hat that says salary wizard <laughs> on it just with a lightning bolt. <laughs> I'm currently handing it to Jeremy. Jeremy... Just put it on the ground. Okay, well, I'll take it back then. Let's move on. My shooting guard is making $27.2 million this year. Has taken a big step from last year, but still a scoring threat. Hits threes. I really wanted to space-the-floor type of team so Sabonis and my power forward can make some plays in the inside of the paint. But I have a shooting two guard that can get his shot from pretty much anywhere, making $27.2 million. Do you guys have any guesses? Is it Bradley Beal? No. Good guess. I think he's making around 30 this year.
1: Um, CJ McCollum.
2: Ooh, another good guess. I actually thought about both those guys. But I picked the better three-point shooter. I picked Devin Booker. Ah, Out of the Phoenix Suns. And to be totally honest, I almost picked Ricky Rubio and Devin Booker as my backcourt. And I thought, man, the Suns are okay this year. But I definitely don't want two players from the Suns on my championship (laughs) contending team. (laughs) So I have... Devin Booker at my two guard. Jeremy, what are your guards?
0: I'm going to make this real easy for you. Okay. Because my guards are the ones I just guessed <laughs> for your guards. Oh. <laughs> because they make the same amount of money. Oh, wow. Yeah. So Lou Williams makes $8 million, Bradley Beal makes $27 million. What? Yeah. I, I was shocked when you said those two Whoa, numbers. Okay, so we were on the same <laughs> track. We the same ones. But here was my thinking when I was building this team. Uh, we all know that Sabonis is great in the pick and roll. He leads the league in pick and roll, roll man possessions per game, and he's second in points per game for from those possessions. So I wanted guys who are going to work really well f- with him for that.
2: Love that. Love that you got Lou Williams for and
0: that. And Lou Williams, he's he's also he's really high in the standings for uh, uh, the ball handler and pick and roll possessions. Well, him and Montrez Harrell. Yeah, they man, do it all the time. Man, that's a deadly
2: pick and roll. Dang, that's such a good pick, man. I didn't even think about that.
0: And he can, he shoots really well obviously. Bradley Beal also I think he was top 15 in pick and roll uh, ball handler position. Who does he do it with? Uh, whoever. Thomas I guess. Bryant? I don't know. He was pretty high though and he's also like Devin Booker he's going to shoot and knock down threes from yeah. all over the court.
2: Bradley Beal an all Pacers pod favorite to join the Pacers this year. So my forwards, this is where I spent a lot of my money. So I have a small forward and a power forward. I didn't do the regular small ball stuff. I wanted another big man along with the bonus. So I'll start with small forward though. Small forward, proven champion, $32 million this year, does it all on offense and defense. You have a guess? Kawhi. Yeah, Kawhi Leonard. I like him on defense. I feel like with this team building around Sabonis, which it's not really building around Sabonis at this point, but you need defense because that's something Sabonis is not thriving at. But as long as we can put guys around him that can do that kind of stuff, we're going to have a good team, and Sabonis can play his role the best. So, yeah, I have Kawhi Leonard at the three, and then at the four – I have another proven winner. Winner, winner. <laughs> I have another proven winner at the 4, making 27 million this year. Does it all on offense and defense as well. Do you have a guess? 27 million. LaMarcus Aldridge. Aldridge. Ooh, good guess. I'm saying proven winner from college by the way. Championship in college. Anthony Davis. Yeah. Anthony Davis. So I have John Morant, Devin Booker, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis and Demond Sabonis and that totals 99.2 million dollars for a starting lineup.
0: That's more than my starting lineup from last time.
2: Yes, it is. That's impressive. I I went 10 million, actually 9.9 million less. No, actually exactly 10 million less than the salary cap. The my bench makes up 9.9 million. So my final salary ends up being 109.1 million dollars which saves me $100,000 to buy a new washing machine if I want. It's
0: true. And then you can trade it. For I can trade that somebody. washing
2: machine for TJ Leaf if I need to round out my bench. So anyway, so Jeremy, what's your small forward and power forward look like?
0: All right. So I have two forwards. I, I didn't do a small forward and a power forward. Just two forwards. You
2: got your amoeba offense and yeah. defense.
0: Uh, first one is a really good shooter, um, and a former pacer at seventeen million.
2: CJ Miles. No. I'm kidding. <laughs> 17 million former Pacer? Oh, is it Boyan Bogdanovich? It is Boyan Bogdanovich. Nice.
0: Here's some more Sabonis stats for you. He is eighth in the league in paint touches per game and he leads the league in assists from paint touches and Let me tell you Boyan is fifth in catch-and-shoot threes. So that's a combo that's gonna pay dividends. Man, I'd
2: love to see that duo play together somewhere.
0: Yeah um, YouTube you can watch them from
2: last year. (laughs) Oh wait, we had them last year and we let that go? Ah oh, man. Crazy, right? Wow, that sucks. So who's your other forward, Jeremy? All right.
0: This guy is making seven million a year. Uh he can literally do it all. He's I think he if he's not averaging a triple double right now, he's close to it. Do you do you know who it is?
2: I'm thinking Pascal Siakam, but can you give us East or West? West. I don't know. I give up. Do you do you have a guess, Austin?
0: Uh Derek Favors. Ooh, very wrong. It's Luka Doncic.
2: Oh, nice. Okay.
0: Uh, he's He gives you so much of everything, and he can guard big positions too because he's a pretty big guy. So I don't have to worry about drop-off on the defensive end.
2: You love those European white dudes. Let me tell you. I got three of them. Wow. I didn't even think about that. Yeah.
0: Here's a stat for you on Luka. Uh, fifth in drives and first in assists from drives. So he's another guy who's going to be kicking it out. To Lou Williams, Bradley Beal, and Boyan
2: for knockdown threes. It's wow. gonna
0: team fits real well. Only sixty-two million dollars.
2: Wow, so lots of cap space. You beat me by thirty-seven million in yes. the starting lineup. Where? I beat you by one Lebron. <laughs> Is that foreshadowing for your bench? No. Okay. <laughs> so, do you want to start with the bench, or should I? Uh, I can start with the bench. Let's do two players at a time, though. Okay.
0: Uh, for for the bench, we don't really have to have any rhyme or reason. It's just filling out our our team. So uh, we're gonna read these off two at a time for you. Um, my first guy off the bench, because I have Lou Williams, is Montrez Harrell, because nice. he's a they're a monster du- duo. Yeah, and uh, nonstop pick and rolls all over the place. Uh, my second guy off the bench, how is much is
2: Montrez Harrell making? By the way, six million. Okay.
0: Second guy, Victor Oladipo. Oh, went, you you can't have Oladipo coming off the bench because
2: it's it's the bench. It's fine. Oh, okay, you could mess with the rules. Yeah, the rules were for the starting lineup
0: okay and i want victor oladipo
2: <laughs> yeah victor oladipo coming off your bench 21, man, the mi- 21 million okay wow you have so much money to play with yes, all still. my all my bench players are two million or less <laughs> <laughs> jeremy's shaking his head and at me
0: uh after that i've got spencer dinwiddie oh, okay 10 million donovan mitchell three million <laughs> He's making $3 million? He, I think it goes up to $5 million, but...
2: Six-foot-one-inch-tall Donovan Mitchell. His height was just adjusted from 6'3 to 6'1. Yep. Yikes.
0: And then my last two, I have Jaleel Okafor, $1.7 and John Collins for $2 million.
2: Okay, nice. So we went completely different routes. I love your team. So my team, I looked at all those young guys who aren't making a lot of money, and I thought, they probably won't sign with this team because they don't want to be on a bench with a team that's that's this good. So I went for older players who have had their run in the league, and it's bad, okay? <laughs> so I have no expectations. My first two players off the bench, though, which um, I actually kind of like these guys. These will probably be my only two rotation players. I'm planning on my starters playing about 45 minutes a game each. Yikes. So this is three minutes each for these guys, plus one who just rides the bench. And so,
0: Just to clarify, he has Kawhi, who's on load management every three games, and Anthony Davis, who's guaranteed to miss 25 games. For every injury, he yeah. Has this which season. if
2: Anthony Davis misses, we'll just sign Zach Randolph. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have Tory Craig for two million. I got Pat Connington for one point seven million. This is a bad team compared to Victor Oladipo. And who was your first bench? Montrezl. Har- Jeez, man, I'm embarrassed by mine. You know what, man? You gotta spend money to win, though. That's why my starting lineup's ninety nine million. Third off the bench, I have Isaiah Thomas one point six million. Get that scoring threat. Next, I have my backup center. I have Tyson Chandler, who actually looked good against the Pacers. That's why I picked him. He looks okay against the Pacers. 1.6 million. Carmelo Anthony at 1.4 million. Portland Trailblazer Carmelo. And then I have Vince Carter at 1.6 million. (laughs) Rounding out my final total to 109.1 million. 0.1 less than the salary cap.
0: Yeah, I think mine was uh, 103. Or one oh four. So I still have room to sign another five
2: million dollar guy. You can really get I mean, you could get three of my guys. Jack, you do realize
1: the veteran minimum
2: contracts don't count against the I camp. know, I know, I know they don't.
1: <laughs> so you totally had ten million dollars. I know, I know <laughs> that I could have
2: used. I know. I just didn't want to go over the salary cap in general. I know it doesn't count against it, but I don't want to start having to pay extra money, you know. So I wanted it to be exactly one hundred and nine point two million, but I was really, I was, I just couldn't do it.
0: Uh, Jack, read us your starters again.
2: Okay, starting lineup: I have John Morant, Devin Booker, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis, and Demana Sabonis. Who do you have, Jeremy?
0: And I have Domas, Luka Doncic, Boyan Bogdanovic, Bradley Beal, and Lou
1: Williams.
2: Okay, Austin, who do you think wins? Uh, just the starters? How about just the starters and then whole team?
1: Uh, just the starters, I think Jack wins. A whole team, I think Jeremy will might win by 15. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, what if it's just the starters, but on a load management night?
1: Oh, you're going to crush him. Well, hang on. Because Vince Carter's going to have to play 45 minutes. Well, that's
2: <laughs> what I'm saying. Look, hear me out. If Kawhi and AD have to miss time, then I'll start John Morant, Devin Booker. Here's the plan. Torrey
1: Craig. Here's the plan. Use your extra hundred thousand dollars you have left over to invest in a time machine <laughs> so you can put Vince Carter and Ooh.
2: Carmelo. Carmelo Tyson and all these Chandler. other guys
1: in time machines and try to get them back to their old selves. Yeah. You also might risk just frying their bodies.
2: Yeah. Also only hundred thousand dollars for a time machine. Pretty good deal. <laughs> a pretty good deal. Why did why why
0: did we trade a get a washing machine sent to Yeah, <laughs> my dad
2: should have got a Time Machine. Yeah, I didn't know the market for Time Machines was so low right now. So, I wish we had a Time Machine to change what I said.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you've heard our teams. You've heard Breezy's ruling on who he thinks is better. And it sounds like most of the time it's me. Hey! (laughs) But but we want to hear from you all. Be sure to let us know who you think wins with just the starters or the whole team. We love
2: hearing from you guys. Yeah, we do.
0: All right, so we're going to get into last week's games and then we'll finish up talking about uh what we got coming up but uh last week kind of a tough week for the pacers everyone is hurt everyone the healthy players are probably hurt too <laughs> Secretly. at this point <laughs> nate mcmillan's got a sprained ankle
2: i mean honestly we're gonna start pushing some players out there in wheelchairs or those little scooters whenever you get surgery on your achilles
0: yeah it's a- There's something wrong with the water in Indianapolis, maybe. If we could get a report from you guys.
2: There's nothing wrong with water in Indianapolis. It is the purest water in all the world. Then why are they all hurt? (laughs) I don't know. Global warming.
0: Maybe. Maybe. But a tough loss to the Rockets on Friday. Felt like we easily could have won that game if everyone was healthy. Or even if Brogdon didn't go down during the game.
2: I mean, we could have won that game. Think about it. Capella was out. Eric Gordon was out. Yeah. I mean, they were missing someone else. I can't remember right now. But if we had everyone healthy, if we had some guard play. I think,
0: no, literally, if just Brogdon had been healthy the whole game, we would have won that it game. It
2: would have been different. Yeah. On, yeah, easy. I mean, the thing that happened was when Brogdon went out, Houston said, okay, all we have to do is literally guard TJ Warren and Sabonis. Yep. So every time they got the ball, another player went over there to guard. So it was like they are pretty much getting double teamed every play. Yeah. So when that's happening and our first two options are out and our next option is Aaron Holiday, right? Yep. Like that's not a good sign. That's not that's not a top caliber NBA team that's going to compete with 44 point game from James Harden. Yeah. They
0: both of these games, it's hard to take anything away from them just cuz we don't look like what our team is. Yeah. <laughs> so many players are out. So we're running out guys who aren't supposed to be playing as many minutes as they're playing.
2: Ooh, I'll name those guys for you. TJ Leaf, Alize Johnson, Brian Bowen, Nas, yeah. even Jakar Sampson, yeah, going. These are guys that
0: in in the preseason breakdown of of the team we don't we don't even give these guys much time talking about them because we didn't expect them to play very much, and here they are trotting out for big minutes in these big games that we really, at this point, we need to be winning these these games. So,
2: but what I do have to say is the the way that we have played before, we played the. Bucks and the Rockets, I mean, they had the top two MVP candidates last season, and was it the season before even two? I mean, for sure this season, like, it's probably going to come down to those two again. Yeah, likely. Unless LeBron James keeps getting all this media coverage, too, like, it could change. But, I mean, even before that, like, the way that we had injuries, we'd be missing four to five guys every night, and our team would still pull out a win, and it was Due to good coaching and just great ball movement and good scoring. But when we're losing our top scorers against these good teams that have been playing together for years now, I mean, Westbrook and Harden's a new one, but like the rest of the players around Harden have been playing with them for a while. Like these teams know how to play together. They know how to beat teams, especially that are decimated by injuries. And like it's, I mean, the struggle was real for us. So,
0: well, the good thing about the Rockets game was we had TJ McConnell still. So he was at least, he can run the offense really well. Uh, Aaron Holiday still hasn't learned that I, I don't think he's he, not a
2: true point guard either
0: he's he's working on it but without McConnell on Saturday against the Bucks uh, they, they kind of just fell apart you yeah. could tell pretty much from the beginning that that game wasn't going to go very well
2: when your team falls apart because McConnell's not playing
0: well because all of them aren't playing
2: yeah everybody But that was
0: like the final straw it's like well if we don't without this guy at the very least honestly you've got to have good guard play for your offense to get going, and
2: and that's what's killing us right now. Which wasn't the case at the beginning of the season fully.
0: Yeah, just Michu Long. He he's fine. Like he's very just fine. Which is all you can expect from him. He's a great G League player, but and just,
2: also not the worst player in the NBA.
0: That's just how these G League guys are. I mean, he's fine for what he is, but that's who he is. We can't expect him to come out and shine for us in these games. Uh, so we have our player rankings. Our player power rankings for the last week. From the last two games. Yeah, well, yeah, specifically the last two games. Uh, Tough to do because so many guys are out. But, Jack, you got the power rankings.
2: Yeah, and uh, not so sure why we decided to do these past two games, but we just wanted to talk about this because it's still fresh on our minds. And it was hard to decide because when it comes down to it, we were missing Oladipo, Sumner, obviously, and then Jeremy Lamb. Who else were we missing? Brogdon for pretty much the whole thing. He played nine minutes against the Rockets, so we didn't even include him in this. So, I mean, we're just missing a lot of guys. So, here's our rankings. Jeremy, chime in whenever, if you have something to say about it. I'm going to have plenty to say as well, too. But without further ado, here's our top 13 guys from the past two games against the Houston Rockets and Milwaukee Bucks. All right, here's our list. Number one. Number one, we have Demonis Sabonis. This one was easy. Obviously. Obviously, Demonis Sabonis. There's not much to say there. Number two, we have TJ Warren. Yep. This one was tough. Well, not really tough, but like he had an eight-point game against the Bucs. No one had a good game against the Bucs. No one had a good game against the Bucks. No against Except the Bucks
0: for, though. Miles Turner was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Sabonis is always solid.
2: Man, I cannot believe Sabonis could score against the Bucs. That whole game, as soon as he got the ball, he got swarmed. Yeah.
0: It was insane. Well, that's they knew they only had to stop him, pretty much.
2: Yeah. Crazy. So we have Sabonis at one, TJ Warren at two. Number three, this is where it starts to get dicey. We have Aaron Holiday. Who played both games, which is part of the reason we have him here. Yeah. Double digits both games.
0: And you heard just a second ago our thoughts on his play. So to have him that high.
2: Yeah. <laughs> these were these were two rough games, man. So Aaron Holiday at three. Number four, we have Dougie McBuckets coming off the bench. 18 points against the, the Rockets. Rockets. Really good against the Rockets. Really
0: not good against the Bucks.
2: Yeah, but like you said, the no story good for every Bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So Doug McDermott at four. Number five, we have Justin Holiday, Aaron Holiday's older brother, who is leading the Pacers in three-point attempts. He had 11 against the Rockets, which is crazy. Number six, we have Miles Turner, who only played one game.
0: Yeah, he would have been higher if he'd played against the Rockets and done what he did against the Bucks, but just one game, so you got to drop him.
2: I mean, honestly, you could bump him up to three, and we wouldn't argue. Probably. Right.
0: But he only played one game. Yeah, he
2: only played <laughs> one game, so we have him at six. Number seven, we have Goat, not Go-Goat. Which I wrote down. So yeah. I keep messing that up. It's <laughs> Goatga, who played both games. I mean,
0: exceedingly okay in both games.
2: Exceedingly okay. Um, still top five in blocks per game, right? Yeah, he's he, up there. I think he's one point eight. Top ten at least.
0: He's still growing into it.
2: Yeah, he's. There's a lot to be excited for. Yeah, you for see him. flashes
0: of what he'll eventually be. Yeah, it makes me really excited.
2: Dude, for real, we we made a good pick there. After Goatga, we have T.J. McConnell. Who Again, played one game Only played well. one of the games. <laughs> this is this is a tough list, man. I'm just going to read through the rest because they're all irrelevant after yeah. this. So then we have TJ Leaf, Jakar Sampson, Nas, Brian Bowen, Alizé Johnson. Actually, Alizé Johnson ahead of Brian Bowen. And then we have an asterisk next to Brogdon because he only played nine minutes. So our top eight had two guys who only played one game. And then the six guys had okay games, pretty much, except Sabonis was okay. Yeah. I guess a little better than okay, right? So yeah. it's it's the point is, the reason we're even talking about this in the first place is we had two rough games. Nothing to be bummed about because these were pretty much throwaway games when you look at it because we don't have all of our players. We can't run our offense the way that we're supposed to run our offense. And when you have two options on offense, you're, they're going to get swarmed. So... That's our rankings. We just wanted to tell you guys, hang in there, Pacer fans. We're good. We have the Nets next. We should be able to compete there. It just depends on injuries as well. We'll see how these guys heal up and stuff. But the 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 going forward, the Pacers are going to be okay.
0: All right, let's talk about those games going forward. We're going to leave all that stuff behind us. Wash your hands clean of that terrible performance. Yeah. You soap. make
2: sure you go through the entire alphabet song when you wash your hands, get all those germs away. Very
0: healthy. Thank you, Jack. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like Jack said, uh, we got the Nets tonight. We're recording this on a Monday. We're not going to talk about that because you won't listen to it before we get in- get to that game. So the next game you all will see is uh, the Magic on Saturday. And hopefully, hopefully we'll have a number of these players back. Um I can see Brogdon and McConnell hopefully being back at least for that game.
2: Yeah, Jeremy Lamb has to be back soon too, right? Yeah, I keep expecting to hear that he's
0: back, and it keeps he keeps getting pushed further and further. So I don't I don't know what's going on there. Uh, Sabonis will hopefully be healthy by then, and then we'll just have to wait longer on Sumner and Oladipo. Obviously. Dude, who
2: thought we were going to talk so much about injuries this year? This sucks.
0: Well. Victor Oladipo was hurt, so of course we were going to talk about injuries.
2: Yeah, but that's it, right? But not that's this all we wanted to talk injuries. about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so Oladipo's was always hopeful too because we're like, oh, he's going to be back, he's practicing, right? But now all these guys are getting hurt next to him, and there's like, we're missing six guys a night pretty much now.
0: Well, like Five I said, hopefully, most of these guys will be back, if not by this weekend, then by next weekend. Um, but yeah, the Magic, we already beat him once, and it was a pretty tough game. So we'll need these guys be, to be back so we can compete. But definitely a winnable game, even if we're down some players.
2: Yeah. And it'd be nice to see a huge game from someone, too. Yeah. This time. We we just need something to look forward to. You know, like having our top scorer score 18 points on a night's tough. So I, I think the team knows that. They're aware of that. I could see Sabonis or TJ Warren putting up some big points against the Nets. Or, I mean, against the Magic.
0: Yeah. yeah. And then uh, next Monday, the 25th, we have... Uh, the Grizzlies, which should be an easy game, hopefully.
2: Yeah, and they'll probably be excited, too, because it's one month before Christmas, and everyone loves Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> it's a weird angle. If that's called basketball <laughs> analysis, <laughs> but, Jeremy. But maybe you're right. <laughs> Who knows? If they start their, their advent calendars that day, you know, they're getting <laughs> into the spirit of the season.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll have to wait and see what <laughs> if looking ahead to Christmas really shuts down the Grizzlies. You know how
2: festive our players are. Especially okay, compared wait, to the Grizzlies wait, players. Are you
0: worried more about our players?
2: <laughs> you think looking ahead to Christmas is going to No, no, I'm saying it's a good play? thing. They're getting in the spirit. Oh. Their spirits are high.
0: Santa's going to suit up for the Pacers.
2: They need to get on the nice list. Yep. Santa could suit up at this point. We could sign him to a minimum. Him or Zach Randolph is what I hear it's coming down to. Are we,
0: gonna, are we moving the Mad Ants to <laughs> the North Pole?
2: <laughs> That'd be fun. The would be fun.
0: Yeah, hearing uh Victor Odipo has been assigned to the North Pole reindeers. Dude, I almost said
2: Antarctica. <laughs> That's the South Pole.
0: <laughs> Literally the polar opposite. Yeah. Oh, hey, good point. Welcome to
1: All Dot Geography. <laughs> all dot Christmas. <laughs> it's a crossover episode. <laughs> all dot All.Geography. all dot Christmas, all dot geography.
2: Yeah, and if any of you guys are interested in starting our all dot Christmas podcast, for sure message us on Instagram or Twitter. And we'll get you guys rolling on that. So yeah. Uh I don't even know why we're talking about Christmas. What was the game? I just wanted to talk about t- a month before Christmas. <laughs> okay. You don't know why we <laughs> were talking about you it. Brought you brought it brought up. It
1: up. <laughs> you said looking ahead to Christmas a month before <laughs> Christmas. You said the Grizzlies would be excited and is that Grizzlies, they
0: would play Grizzlies. Bad? You said they were gonna play bad, but then you said our players are gonna be excited. <laughs>
2: Excited
0: for Christmas, <laughs> so they'll play better.
2: Yes, because they're more festive. <laughs> Our players love the holidays.
1: So John ja Morant is all about Christmas, but no decorations.
2: No, John ja Morant's a Scrooge. He's a human version of Scrooge yeah, McDuck. he's Bah Humbug Morant. Yes, he is. Bah Humbug Morant. Jason Bah, hum- bah Humbug Morant. That's hard to say. Say that. No. <laughs> I'm not gonna say that because we don't even know if his name is Jason. Well, this will uh, off the rails. <laughs> <laughs> the They're, Polar Express rails. Thank you for trusting us with your basketball analysis. Hey, we've been doing this podcast a long time today, so we're just kind of winding down, <laughs> obviously. And
0: all right, I think we're we're going crazy over here, <laughs> so we're gonna wrap it up. Thank you, every, thanks everybody for listening. Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on Twitter for sure. Someone will start posting on it sometime.
2: Hang on, let's not start saying this yet because we don't know how long Twitter's until Twitter's going to be up and running. Get in early, follow us, don't expect any content yet, but it will happen eventually. That's all I can say about it.
0: Uh, we'll be back next week, talk about these games we have coming up and uh, do some more fun stuff with you all. Uh, this is Jeremy for Jack and Breezy. See you guys
2: later. Peace out.
0: basketball. It's all about playing the game the right way. The name on the front of the jersey is more important than that name on the back of the jersey. You play for the Indiana Pacers. That's who you represent.